Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Past couple of podcasts have been devoted to category busters, and before that, I'd offered up top 10 fantasy seasons by position. It was lots of fun digging through those historically great seasons. You can knock, knock off a bunch of those pretty quickly if you'd like. And listen to my previous podcasts on top rookies, sleepers, breakthrough players, draft strategy, my mock first round, a position-by-position preview, and more. A reminder, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. For the next little while, or maybe a long while, since we don't know when baseball is coming back, I'm going to tackle some statistics and see how that might affect the perception of players coming into this season. I'm going to start with hitters and batting average on balls in play. So the principle behind batting average on balls in play is this. Hitters don't independently control the results of what happens once the ball leaves the bat, provided that it stays in play. Defense matters, and the batter has no control over that. So because of that, there is a tendency for the batting average on balls in play to fluctuate from year to year. This isn't a universal truth, but a general take when dealing with 400 to 500 position players. There are exceptions, usually the really fast guys. They can finish with a higher batting average on balls in play because they have the wheels to beat out infield hits. There may not be a ton of guys who qualify for this exception, but there are some. Another exception comes from players who hit the ball especially hard. If a guy has an exit velocity, that's something for another podcast, an exit velocity that is 10 to 20% higher than the average player, he will give himself a better chance of recording base hits as a result. So, who are some of the players that were riding a batting average on balls in play wave last season? So maybe they could expect it to come down this season. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. will be the first one we look at. Padres shortstop had a great rookie season. Was ultimately cut short by injury, but he's a star, and that's for real. But he hit 317 as a rookie in part because he had a 410 batting average on balls in play. That's about 50 points higher than he had in the minors. So you really can't expect that he's going to continue that in the major leagues. In the past three seasons, among players with at least 1,000 plate appearances, the best batting average on balls in play is 367. It's still really high, but you can see that 400 plus isn't something that's sustainable. The player that had that 367 batting average on balls in play is Yohan Mankata of the Chicago White Sox after he recorded a 406 batting average on balls in play last season, helping him to a 315 batting average. Mankata and Tatis can both run, but again, a 400 plus BABIP, that's inflated. Brewers second baseman Keston Hura was outstanding in his first half season in the major leagues, and like Tatis, if he's not already a star, he's close. Hura had a high BABIP in the minors too, but not enough to justify the 402 batting average on balls in play he had on his way to a 303 batting average last season. Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson has always had good speed, so it's not a surprise if he has a BABIP that is higher than average, but he was a subpar average hitter until last season when he had a batting average on balls in play of 399 on his way to a 335 batting average. Maybe, just maybe, he shouldn't be expected to lead the American League in batting average again this season. Pirates outfielder Brian Reynolds had a 387 batting average on balls in play, leading to a 314 batting average as a rookie. And that seems really high, but his three seasons in the minors brought a batting average on balls in play near 380. So it's still likely to go down in the major leagues over the long haul. But there's a good chance that Reynolds will finish above average in this category too. After posting a 386 batting average on balls in play last season and finishing with a 302 batting average, Rockies outfielder David Dahl 
now has a 369 batting average on balls in play in 921 career plate appearances. That still seems a, a tad high, but maybe he's another guy who's going to have a higher batting average on balls in play than normal. Ray's second baseman Brandon Lau hit a respectable 270 with some pop last season, but he did it with a 377 batting average on balls in play. If or when that BABIP comes down, can Lowe still hit for enough average to have fantasy value? Probably, but you're going to have to be aware of that. He only played 70 games last season, but Rangers outfielder Joey Gallo did hit 253, which was a big jump from his sub 210 uh, mark in previous seasons. Gallo does hit the ball hard, that's why he's a 40 homer threat, but it's also reasonable to wonder whether his rise to respectability and batting average was something of an aberration. In 46 games for the Blue Jays, shortstop Bo Bichette had a 368 BABIP on his way to a 311 batting average. Like Tatis and Hura, Bichette is a legit up and coming star, but last season's average might have been a bit inflated. The Astros power hitting DH Jordan Alvarez burst onto the scene last season and hit 313 with a 366 batting average on balls in play. He also crushed 27 home runs in 87 games, so he does have power on his side, but still, it's more likely than not that his average will come down. It's time for a break. When I come back on the other side, it will be time to look at the other end of batting average on balls in play regression, players who might be in line for better results because of a low BABIP last season. What are you doing for the game? A universal question. Whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as sign up with your preferences, get matched, and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with League Commish and receive 15% off by entering in the code LOCKEDON in the referred by section of the sign up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. And we're back with some hitters that had a low batting average on balls in play last season. Red's utility man Derek Dietrich has some power. He can play a variety of positions, but he also hit just 187 last season thanks to a 176 batting average on balls in play. Whether he plays enough for fantasy value is still up in the air, but his career batting average on balls in play is 295 so Dietrich shouldn't be sitting below the Mendoza line forever. Veteran outfielder Jay Bruce is not too fleet of foot, but he still has home run power, and last season's 216 batting average was brought down by a career-low 200 batting average on balls in play. He's not suddenly going to hit 300, but a respectable batting average on balls in play could get the Phillies outfielder to 240 or 250. Travis Shaw flamed out in Milwaukee last season, getting sent to AAA after hitting 157 in 86 games for the Brewers. But that was at least in part driven by a 216 batting average on balls in play. That dropped his career batting average on balls in play to 280. But if he can get to that, the Blue Jays will get a more respectable batting average out of Shaw. Padres second baseman Jurickson Profar had his second straight 20 home run season for Oakland last year. But he hit 218 thanks to a 218 batting average on balls in play. Now, he doesn't 
run around league average on batting average on balls in play. His career mark is just 257, but Profar should still fare better than he did in 2019. A power hitting first baseman who hit just 208 last season, Justin Smoke had a career low 223 BABIP. His career batting average on balls in play is 266, so he should have a better average in Milwaukee this year, but maybe not that much better. Blue Jays catcher Danny Jansen was a disappointment as a rookie, hitting 207 with a 230 batting average on balls in play. But if his minor league track record is to be believed, he's not likely to finish so low in either category this season. Mariners first baseman in DH, Daniel Vogelback, hit 30 home runs and hit just 208 last season, thanks in part to a 232 batting average on balls in play. He has a 237 BABIP in 205 major league games, but his minor league numbers don't suggest that he should be historically unlucky in this regard. Michael Franco, the new Royals third baseman, hit 234 last season with a 236 BABIP. However, his career batting average on balls in play is just 258, so it's probably not worth expecting big improvement. There might be some, but maybe not a lot. Shortstop Didi Gregorius missed almost half the season for the Yankees and ended up hitting 238 with a 237 batting average on balls in play. That should improve somewhat for the Phillies this season. On his way to hitting a career-high 33 home runs for the Padres last season, outfielder Hunter Renfro hit just 216 with a 239 batting average on balls in play. For his career, Renfro's batting average on balls in play is 265, so the Rays might see some improvement, but batting average is likely to remain an issue. So, if you're looking at a player who has a poor batting average on balls in play, and they happen to be relatively immobile power hitters, then maybe that might just be who they are. Guys like Renfro, Franco, Vogelback, Smoke, and Bruce, they're not beating out a lot of slow rollers in the infield. For the other guys, maybe you can look at a chance to improve. Anyway, that will do it for today. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Have a great day, and I'll be back tomorrow with a look at pitchers who could be facing some regression when it comes to batting average on balls in play. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news, and analysis.